Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 14 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Snoopy memorabilia. Hmm, Snoopy memorabilia. I, I remember Snoopy. It's that little dog guy, right? Yes, that wears no pants. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. What? So this is a risque podcast, right? <laughs> Oh, uh, we've gone. We've gone to the dogs already. <laughs> yeah. The so, what was your first Snoopy memorabilia item that you can recall? You know, I came of age in the '60s, so there was a a song. I can't remember the name of the group, but it was Snoopy and the Red Baron. It was very hard to avoid Snoopy. Yes, it's a cultural phenomenon. I mean, it's up there with Disney and Star Wars and cowboys and just they've been around what seems like forever, my lifetime anyway, and uh, they're not going anywhere. No. People are buying that stuff. Wow. Yeah, Snoopy is definitely a sure thing. Mm -hmm. um, it can depend on the on the how many were made, that kind of thing. But Snoopy is just loved. It's right. I don't think he'll ever stop being loved. And what's interesting to me, of course, you see Snoopy toys all the time but you see you know snoopy telephones and coffee mugs and you know artwork and all that kind of thing and adults like it just as much as the kids do so it has universal appeal the first snoopy i can recall was an autograph dog and i'm sure it was a snoopy dog and everybody would sign it it was a white dog do you remember seeing those no, I've never heard of this before. No, huh. it was um, the shape of a dog and it was white and mm -hmm. it would come with a marker mm -hmm. and you would have your friends sign it. Right. Like a yearbook for six-year-olds. <laughs> there you go. I remember that. And then I had PVCs that were um, the PVC characters of Snoopy, Linus, Charlie Brown. I can remember having those. Hmm. And the books still sell pretty well. I actually have a Happy Birthday Peanuts Gang book listed right now. So when you think of Snoopy, you also think of Charlie Brown right. and and the gang, Lucy and, and the gang, Linus. Lucy and Linus. <laughs> yeah, one of these days he's going to wise up and not kick that football. <laughs> well, and then um, in our high school play, I was actually a little redheaded girl. We had um, we did the play Snoopy and Charlie Brown, and my friends, you know, were Linus and different characters. And I was a little red-haired right. girl, and it was the perfect part because the little red-haired girl does not speak, so mm -hmm. she just smiles and and right. walks around and looks cute. <laughs> so, did you have red hair when you were a kid? I did. Really? I did. Yeah. So it wasn't but, always gray. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's not gray. It's white. It's, it's white. Different. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. At least it's not blue. <clears throat> True. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of like the the blue hair that I've Do been you? seeing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's not for me. 
but the um the comics still sell pretty well the the comic strips especially right. the original ones i mean i saw on worth point someone for like sixteen thousand dollars really yes wow original comic strips from charles schultz unbelievable now I noticed there's an, an Apollo 10 original Snoopy astronaut doll that sold for $12,500 in 2019. $12,000. What's What was so special about that, that it sold for that price? Well, obviously, I think that it was rare. It says directly from the Armstrong family collection. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so there's the connection. You get not just uh, Peanuts characters, but you get a connection to Neil Armstrong, the first guy who walked on the moon. Of course. Do you remember the Snoopy? And of course, there were all kinds of characters, but they were really popular where you would give someone a trophy and it said world's greatest or the best ever. And Vaguely. No one ever gave me one. No. Oh. It woke my widow heart. (laughs) I can remember giving him to my dad and say, world's best dad. And they were all kind of dorky. You'd get him at the Hallmark shop. But the vintage 1970s Snoopy that says world's greatest sold for $515 in 2019. And it just said world's greatest salesman. And it was Snoopy wearing a suit carrying a briefcase. Wow, that's cool. Isn't it? Now, this is this is good information for everybody tuning in because those world's greatest, whether it's Snoopy or not, are usually pretty easy to flip. And it could be a rare one it, it, you know, that's hard to find. So I would suggest picking those up if you see them while you're out thrifting. Now, let's talk about your eBay store. Do you have Snoopy memorabilia? Uh, or peanuts memorabilia on your in your store? Yes, actually, I had a consignment client bring me three giant Rubbermaid tubs loaded with Snoopy coffee mugs, and he was um, a retired surfer, and he's from uh, the Miami area, and he just got into collecting Snoopy mugs. <laughs> so. Wow. And he was ready to move on. So he he wanted to get rid of them. So he brought them all to me. And I started my research and soon learned that the milk glass, the fire king, was more valuable than the applause. And there were, it's called Willets. They specialize in stoneware type mugs. But Willets had a lot of um, coffee mugs that came in boxes that would say world's greatest dad happy mother's day and and had all of the the different characters of snoopy and and the other characters for all the different types of holidays christmas halloween right but willets they they're still valuable but again they're stoneware they're not ceramic and they're not they're not milk glass and they're not glass right yes yeah the the older Fire King coffee cups, coffee mugs seem to bring the highest prices. Fire King is a superior product anyway. It's better than Pyrex. It's just formulated differently. It stands up to heat better. And uh, those are the most valuable ones. When you're out picking and you see 
Snoopy memorabilia, what's your process for looking through it? Do you research these things one at a time? Do you have an eye for what's going to sell and what's not? Give us some insight into how you pick. Well, generally, if Snoopy, a, a desirable position that Snoopy is in is the classic Red Baron. Right. And when when you find anything with Snoopy and the Red Baron, and you can tell that it's a, it's older than it's not current, then right. grab it. Right. Because <laughs> it's going to be a sure thing. It could be like in 2011, a Fire King Snoopy and the Red Baron mug sold for $495. Wow. And they still sell really well today for a couple hundred dollars. Now, the thing is with the Red Baron, some of them are faded, but they're the ones where it's the classic um, curse you Red Baron where Snoopy's, you know, on the roof of his doghouse and, and cursing the Red Baron. And some of them are orange in color. So the roof, I don't know if they were made that way or if they just faded that way. I, I never really checked into it. You're talking about the toys or the... The coffee mugs. The coffee mugs, yeah. Well, um, I'll tell you what happens with with mugs in general. You you have glass mugs and you have stoneware mugs and you have ceramic mugs that have a glaze on it. And many of those you're not supposed to put in the dishwasher. If you mm. see milk glass that looks faded and kind of not sparkly, it's because people have been putting it in the dishwasher. And mm -hmm. the chemicals and the heat and the phosphates, which are abrasive, all of those things make really, you know, tiny microscopic scratches in the glass. And it will take layers off. Uh, and that affects the colors uh, as well. Those things are, sp are supposed to be hand washed. So if, if you find something that's older, that's discolored and that kind of thing, color's not coming back. Mm -hmm. and, and the sparkle is not coming back. There are some things you can do, but you can't get rid of those scratches. They're there. Another thing is is maker's marks on, on the coffee mugs. Fire King mostly is marked on the bottom, as is uh, Corning. Uh, Anchor Hawking is, is the producer of Fire King. So you very often find maker's marks on the bottom, but they're not consistent. You take uh, items like that are made in molds. And over time, molds have to be replaced because you use, you know, pouring the, pro the raw materials into the, to the mold over and over. And, and over time, products start to build up on the inside of the mold. It's like painting a paint can. You can use every little drop of the paint that's in the can. But when you're done, you still got a coating of paint around the inside edges. So when that would happen and the, the molds would become unusable, then they would make a new mold and but they would keep using the old ones so sometimes you have overlaps and maker's marks there was a period of time where fire king didn't put maker's marks on them at all they put little metallic labels on it and the consumers would say i don't want this label on my cup so they'd take it off but that's that's a good uh, a good way to check the age if you look up fire king and uh, online you can find guides to what maker's marks are being used when and, and so on. And I have a favorite coffee cup. I got it this morning and I just got, got curious about it. So I turned it upside down to, to look at the maker's mark. And boy, what a mess. Coffee went 
everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you want to drink that first, Wayne. <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay, Dana. Uh, this is a good spot to take a break, and we will be back shortly after this message from our sponsor. Have you ever bought an item to resell, got it home, and discovered that it wasn't what you thought it was? With WorthPoint's encyclopedia of marks, autographs, patterns, and symbols, you'll always know what you have and what it's worth. Find over 150,000 identifiers updated weekly, covering glass, china, coins, currency, tools, and more. Don't waste your time and money. Use WorthPoint for a 7-day, seven 7-lookup seven free trial. Go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about flipping Snoopy and Peanuts memorabilia. I listed a coffee mug, and I assumed it was Fire King. And um, someone reached out to me and said, no, Dana, this is actually Federal Glass, not Fire King. <laughs> and so now I have to end the listing and relist it properly. So shame on me for um, assuming. If there's nothing on the, the cup. There was. I mean, there, there's, there was. Okay. There was. There was a shield and an F. And I just assumed. That the F was for Fire King, right? Yeah, different label for Fire King, different right. logo, and I right. just assume, but it actually is federal glass. So sometimes your your future customers or even just general eBay people are so helpful. They'll they'll just give you information and and put you on the right track. Yeah, that's happened to me too. I mean, the the range of collectibles is just huge. I mean, you think that there are millions of products that have been created in the 20th century, and you never know what somebody's going to collect or, or what they're going to fall in love with or what they're going to develop the expertise in. And you can't know it all. No, you can't. You can't. And that's why we have to research and we depend on our friends. I sold a Snoopy telephone. I was at a thrift store and I spotted it on a shelf and I think I paid $8 for it. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't wait to get it listed. And I started my research and they weren't, you know, I'm thinking hundreds and, and it wasn't up there that high. Mm -hmm. I can't remember now what I sold mine for. But if you go to WorthPoint and go to the media section and search for Snoopy, you'll see that I did a webinar on um, selling Snoopy. And I mm -hmm. we I walked through step-by-step um, step on how to research and list. And I started that webinar all because I had a Snoopy telephone and I needed to get it listed. So why not share what I'm learning as I'm going along with, with everybody else that joined me that day? So that's still in the archives over at WorkPoint if you want to check it out. I'll have to have a look at that. I can remember my grandmother had Snoopy dolls. There was, um, I think there was a girl Snoopy. Really? How could you tell the difference? I think she had pink ears or something. No, I I can't remember. But my grandmother, I know she had, here it is, I found it. It's it's um, Tawner Fashion First Snoopy and Belle. And they are hard to find. And I did... The last one I did see sold for $300. And, and one Snoopy, the Snoopy girl has long eyelashes. Right. And she has a little bit more of a feminine kind of face. 
So that's how you can tell the girl Snoopy from the boy Snoopy. Well, I'm glad it's that simple. It's all in the eyelashes. <laughs> I guess. I had a question uh, earlier. When you got this big, these tubs, peanuts-themed mugs, how did you sort through those? I actually sorted first by the ones that were in boxes. So some of them were box, like the Willis-type were came when they're, they're proper boxes. Right. So I pulled all of those out and put them in an area. And then I pulled out all of the white milk glass first because I knew they were the highest value right away. And so I prepared those. And then I started looking those up one by one, the milk glass. And I mm -hmm. started listing those one by one. Then the the Willis ones were all over the place. Some were valuable, some were not. So what I did was I got a priority mail large box, lined it with bubble wrap, and I could fit four mugs in that box. Right. And I just started shooting them out on penny auctions mm -hmm. and $18 shipping because I know I can ship it in a flat rate box like that. Right. And we're going to just roll the dice. This gentleman is like, I don't care what you get. I don't care what you do with them. He just wanted them out of his house. And I said, no problem. I will help you get rid of them. And now I want them out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just, that's what I'm doing. I'm rolling the dice on penny auctions and I'm grouping the ones that aren't valuable together and preparing the box ahead of time because then it'll save me time later, then I'll know which kind of box it's in. And I have an idea on how much shipping will be up front. Right. Plus it, it helps in, in organizing the listing to talk about the specifics of what's in the box and, yes. you know, in the, in the box lot. Uh, and that, that works. That's right. And then one of my photos, I always have 12 photos as much as possible. And then the last photo, I have them all sitting in the box with the bubble wrap so they can see this is going to be safely shipped priority mail. It's I'm not surprised that the guy brought tubs of mugs in, in your kitchen, in your cupboard. How many mugs do you have? Well, I actually cleaned out my cupboard not long ago. So we, we do go through them and we rotate. So right now I probably have maybe 10. Yeah, we probably have you know, roughly that. But it's astounding how many mugs people accumulate. You go to a, an estate sale or, or uh, a yard sale. You used to be able to go into Goodwill not too long ago and buy them for a quarter. Right. Um, you know, so it's, uh, there, there's just a lot of them. I ran across uh, some statistics as I was uh, brushing up for this podcast. I was talking about uh, collectibles, uh, tourist, tourism collectibles. And you've heard the expression, uh, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Sure. Well, it said that about 3% of tourists buy a t-shirt when they go somewhere. And another 3% buy a cap, a hat of some sort. But almost 10% of the people buy a mug. <laughs> 10%. And I thought, well, that seems like a crazy number. So I, you know, my wife's from Colorado. So I, I looked up Breckenridge, Colorado, which is a big tourist town. Mm -hmm. And they have about 3 million visitors a year on the little Breckenridge. Yep. And I thought 10%, that means are they, they're selling more than a quarter of a million mugs a year yep. there. 
And people get them and they go back to their hometown in Minnesota or Maine or Florida or California and and all these mugs go with them. And, and that happens in every other tourist destination in yep. America. And people will uh, eventually look around their house and say, man, where did all these mugs come from? <laughs> and they'll go to Goodwill or they'll, they'll go to, to sell them on consignment like your guy did with you. So there's just a lot of them out there. And like so many collectibles, some of the best things to flip are items that people don't attribute a lot of value to. And they don't take the time to research it. And they just say, oh, you know, this is a mug. And, oh, isn't this cute? This is Snoopy. Maybe I can get a dollar for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you can almost always find mugs of some sort to flip. And uh, Snoopy collectibles, you'll pay a little bit more for because I think people paid a lot more for them to begin with. You know, if, if you if you know what things are selling for, then you know what you should pay for it. Sure. When you buy it and how quickly you can flip it. Yes. Another um, common Snoopy collectible is from Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Knott's Berry Farm, you know, they promote, um, they probably had a contract with Schultz or something. But a lot of the coffee mugs, well, several of the coffee mugs that he brought me also have Knott's, are from Knott's Berry Farm. And I actually have a Knott's Berry Farm pin like a badge, mm-hmm. a round right. badge in my eBay store that right. is an original from, you know, the 70s. And I think I have $75 on that. And so you want to watch for also the lapel pins, just like the Disney pins and all of that. But there's also the Snoopy and um, the Woodstock. Woodstock is is um, a favorite on mm-hmm. on Snoopy collectibles. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought I'd point out that the Nuts Berry Farm is also another one to look out for. True pickers and true resellers, we're always looking. You know, we're always looking. If I go to somebody's house for dinner, I'm turning over the plate and looking at the bottom <laughs> to see. <laughs> well, I'm never inviting you to my house because <laughs> you'd be real disappointed. Wow, who is this cheapskate? I thought I knew him. <laughs> no, it's just a habit. And it's like, I'll be looking around and go, oh, and we'll be talking. I'll say, you know, did you know that's really worth a lot of money over there? That knickknack. Right. You, I just can't help it. Just can't help it. So I think I'm not alone. Don't make me feel like I'm alone. No, 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 you're not. I, you know what they say, motivation affects perception and affects everything you see. So, you know, the bottom line is when you see something that's that's uh, Snoopy or Peanuts characters, you flip it. You don't skip it. You look it up, do a little quick research on your smartphone and and find out what it's uh, selling for and look at the price on it, decide what you're going to uh, offer for it, and then just make the offer. And, and uh, don't go above what you need for a margin. At that point, it's better to, to skip it because you can't buy it right. That's right. If you want to get ahead, and I know for me as a consignment seller, you can't make a living off being a consignment seller because the items, the hot items don't keep coming. You have to pick, you have to treasure hunt and find your own things to fill in the gaps. So because I'm able to do that, I can make a living off eBay, but I do love um, being a consignment seller. Right. 
Well, it's a, it's a nice business model. I mean, it's it's uh, in the first place, it cuts down on the amount of time hunting. Yeah, the the picking and the getting out there, and it gives you a, an army of pickers. And and you know, pickers will bring you things all the time. You build your network and. People will bring and you, and you pay them for it, and you pay them a little bit more for it right. than you would pay if you were picking it. But they've done the work. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, you know that to me, uh, consignment stuff is bread and butter. But you're not going to hit a home run with anything on consignment because whatever your percentage is, it stays pretty much the same. And unless you're going to start tacking on your own fees, correct? Then it's you know you'll you'll never make ten times what you took something in on consignment for. Right. You know, but you can pick something and get a really good buy on it and make 10 times what you paid for it. So you've got bread and butter stuff and you've got home run stuff. True, true. And I'm I'm excited. I just was contacted yesterday by a museum in St. Pete, Florida, and they're going to start um they just signed my contract and I and they're I'm going to start listing items for them. Wow, what a thing that is. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if we weren't uh, hundreds of miles apart, I'd pat you on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what's going to come your way as a consignment seller and take the good and turn away the Hummels and, and the, <laughs> the Beanie Babies, but... Um, and the Madame Alexander dolls. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what it's all about. But sorry to go off off subject. But if you have are have items that you don't want to list on eBay and you have a Snoopy collection, I will I will list them for you. Good. Good. And chances are good. Somebody's going to take you up on that. <laughs> so that's that's fine. That's fine. Okay, Dana. Well, uh, I'm, I'm watching the clock here, and we're coming to the end of our appointed time, and uh, we can kiss episode 14 goodbye. Have a good evening. Thank you. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.